0: Welcome to Episode 9 of Refined by Fire Podcast. Refined by Fire is a Brothers in Battle media production. My guest for Episode 9 is Chris Stretch Martin. Chris kicked off his career in fire as a high school cadet in 1996, and in one form or another has been involved in firefighting ever since. Uh, We do a pretty good job of digging into his background, so I won't belabor it too much here. Uh, I caught up with Stretch during the firemanship conference in Portland last month, so, I'll digress just a moment here to say what an incredible time that was. Uh, be looking out for a bonus episode or two. They were live recorded during our storytellers sessions and should drop in a couple of weeks, so be on the lookout for those. Uh, but back to the episode, uh, we had a great talk. Uh, Chris is a really smart and interesting guy who brings some unique perspectives. Um, to the table. Uh, Quite literally, we were just sitting downstairs at a a pub called Ringler's, which is below the Crystal Ballroom, which is where all the lectures take place in Portland. You know, and I'll always really appreciate Chris for the way that he reached out to provide support for this podcast. Um, He heard the first couple episodes and just reached out to me and said that he loved them and and wanted to be a part of them. So um, I'll always just really appreciate that. All right, so there is some background music, some background noise going on on this recording. Uh, I'm just going to call it ambiance uh, and say that it lends to kind of the cool feel from uh, a live recording. You know, it's not always easy to find a quiet spot at these conferences. So we're just making do with what we have. We figured a little bit of background noise and a great interview is better than nothing at all. So I hope you enjoy it. Here is episode nine with Chris Stretch-Martin i'm here with chris martin chris what's up man
1: hey steven what's shaking buddy
0: so we're hanging out uh, downstairs at the crystal ballroom at firemanship pdx 2018. got some background music might have folks walking in interrupting us whatever um rather do this than not so we're just gonna roll with it so portland firemanship you guys are have been a big supporter yeah um, absolutely of and you're going to conferences. All the time, yeah. With your work with Elcar, yep. How many conferences are you gonna do this year?
1: Um, I'm probably gonna scale back a little bit. We're expecting baby number three here in about a month. Yeah. But last year, um, I would say we we supplied equipment to like 30 events last year. Mm-hmm. Like you name it, and yeah. we were shipping stuff there. Um, I probably went to a half a dozen. You know the big okay. the big ones. Yeah. Um, where this is we're a big
0: one this qualifies, or you just like it because it's cool? <laughs> a little of
1: both, actually. I think, <laughs> I think like sometimes I think the 700 guys you get here um, might like that are qualified dudes that know what's up. Yeah. You might have to weed through 10,000 at another conference to get the 700 guys that are here. It's kind of what I say. So it's a big difference when you get here and guys are just you know they're into it and they're asking questions and they're they already know what's up. You know so.
0: So what you're saying is that this is the best. It's legit. In the world. It's it is it is absolutely <laughs> legit,
1: and um, I, I highly recommend it. Yeah, cool Thanks, city, man. good instructors, just an all around great just vibe.
0: Yeah, it's yeah. been great. This is day one, so we got a couple more yep. uh, lecture days coming up and a couple hands-on days.
1: And until you kind of like get here, you don't like. I don't know how to describe it, but just everything's just attention to details, top notch, and it's just it's a awesome just venue if you, you know go down and chill out and sit one out and talk yeah. to somebody's. The the uh the venue kind of supports that, which is it's great.
0: Excellent. Yep, cool, man. Well, Kirsty, you're um the municipal products manager, is that correct? That's a, yep. pretty fancy title.
1: Absolutely. Okay, what's that mean? Yeah. Um so I'm kind of in charge, I guess I am in charge of like you know, new product development, marketing uh of those products, you know, pricing, costing of those products, really not the glamorous part of it, okay. <laughs> not squirting water at an four class or something, right? <laughs> um, and then the biggest thing is is kind of like the go between. I'm like the middleman between like our engineering team yeah. and like the end users. Or our engineering team and like our sales team, right? Yeah. So like, hey man, you know, we're seeing this or have you thought about fixing this or you think we can do that? You know, those kind of things. And then I take those back to the company and either figure out how to fix them myself or work with engineering to get the best solution. Mm-hmm. Um, I joke some days it's kind of like, you know, the movie office space, you know, and they're like, they're, they're interviewing the, like with the bobs and they're yeah. like, what do you do here?
0: And the guy's <laughs> like, you you I have here. people,
1: people, I have people skills, you know, he's like, the engineers can't talk to the sales, you know, that kind of thing. Right. So a lot of times it's, it's kind of go between stuff, but, uh, kind of utility player. I do like, I do our Instagram and Facebook too. So, I mean, just kind of a little bit of everything. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So what's unique about you is that you're also a firefighter. Right. And you have been for quite some time. Yeah. You started in college. Is that right?
1: Yeah, actually, I started like, uh, we call them cadets in the in the Midwest. I started as like in 15. It's like an explorer, you know, sort of yeah. junior fireman in high school and kind of like came up through that rank, I guess, you right. know what I mean? So like um, I'm pretty close to my stepdad and he, he, uh, he was a South Bend firefighter and his dad was a South Bend firefighter so like from a young age I was you know kind of like in firehouses and and, you know like you know as we all say like the bug bit you kind of early yeah and uh I was uh 15 and he could kind of tell I think and he took me down to like our local volunteer firehouse which is like center township fire department on the south side of South Bend and um he knew the chief and was kind of like hey do you guys have cadets or anything and you know like well we don't but like we could use the help you know we'll figure something out and um I did. Uh, I started there, like you know, got my fire one two and all that jazz, and uh, riding the rig, and it was great because uh, back then we were they were just starting to get like paid firemen, so they'd have like two guys during the day, right. you know, and um, so every day after high school, you know, i go down there and hang out for a few hours and catch runs and learn out from those guys that are, that have moved on and are still in the job. Kind of the rest of the story is um, so my mom's worked on campus at Notre Dame for like. 35 years. Awesome. So it's always like, you know, people bust my balls for wearing Notre Dame stuff. But like, yeah, they paid the bills really growing up, right? So um, I got into school there. And part of the gig there was um, with, with her tuition deal was you got most of your tuition paid for. But you had to do like student work. So um, you had to work 10 hours a week somewhere on campus. Um, and that went to your tuition nice. instead of getting paid for it. And um, I had, so like my high school at the time, like we were right, literally right across the street from campus and like a senior class of like just over 200, like 25 kids went to Notre Dame. So it was a big deal. Like, yeah, we were like the biggest feeder school. And most of us, they called you like a faculty brat or whatever, like your mom or your dad worked there. And so, um, so while my buddies were like working at the dining hall or the library or whatever, I worked at the firehouse. So Notre Dame is pretty unique in that like, we're one of like less than 10 um, universities that have their own university fire department, right? So most, most places like uh, like Arizona State's protected by Tempe fire department, right. right? Right. So we actually have like Notre Dame fire department. Mm. And it's so I, I worked there through college. So I would do like um, uh, a 24 once a week yeah. and they let me leave for class and I'd come back and the first 12 went to my tuition and then like the second 12 was basically like beer money, right? Like, <laughs> you know, it was, a, it was an awesome gig. And the other unique thing about like Notre Dame's fire department was, you know, they're very proactive in um, fire protection stuff, okay. right? So you learned an immense amount about, you know, like sprinkler systems. Like we had to test every fire alarm on campus. We had ele- elevator inspections. Like, you know, our chief at the time used to joke, like way back in the day, the golden dome burned down like three times, really, right? Like back in like the 1800s, okay. right? so he was like if the golden dome's on fire like don't call me like i'm not gonna have a job like to this day i still remember like box 162 is the golden dome when the is, you know but it's just a very cool school firehouse um if you're ever in that part of the woods i would highly suggest a little stop in and, and a tour they still have like a working game well system you know that oh, really? punches the ticker tape yeah wow. it's awesome um and it's overlaid now with like an immense amount of technology right so when the guys get on the rig, they can look at the, their screens at, like, the bay doors so they can see, like, are there three devices in alarm or was it a pole station? Oh like, yeah, before they're leaving the, the firehouse, they have, like, that kind of technology. But at the end of the day, like, you come back from the run, you still got to wind the bells. Like, it's, it's pretty <laughs> nuts, right? Um, and then th- that, that fire department actually was, like, uh, originally founded. The priests and the brothers and the students mm-hmm. ran the fire department. So the power plants right across the street from the firehouse and the priests and brothers lived at the fire station. So it's laid out kind of like individual dorms. There's probably like 16 or 18 individual rooms and the priests and brothers live there. Wow. And then they would run the power plant and the fire station. And like, if you knew a buddy that like was coming in, like, Hey Steve, like you, you want to be a fireman, you know, like, yeah, come on. Like these old timers would tell stories. Like, you know, first week of school, they loved it. Cause they're, they're like roster doubled. Cause all these students <laughs> came back, you know, riding the rig and um, um, so when I, when I started there, there was still like, um, two priests that lived in the firehouse going on. So, um, yeah, it was just a cool place to be. And then I started volunteering at the same time for, uh, Clay Fire. So Clay Fire territory. We are now was Clay Township fire department back then, but basically like clay borders campus. So you got like South Bend and then Notre Dame's on the north side. And then clay is like the suburban department there. So not that Notre Dame wasn't fun, but it was mostly smells and bells. Like, you didn't go to that many fires or anything. And Clay, Too much fire protection. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But Clay was um, very diverse. You know, I say, like, we're kind of like your, your typical suburban fire department. You know, we have, like, marble floors and dirt floors, and we have dormitories and Hampton Inns. Like, you name a hotel chain, we have it. Right. You know, we've got trailer parks. We've got... You name it. Like, you know, uh, five stations, 5,000 runs, you know, I think probably a, a decent snapshot of kind of what most guys' suburban departments are. Yeah. Uh, so I started volunteering there in college and um, kind of stayed on through me going to work at Elkhart. Okay. So, my, let's see here, my sophomore year of college, like, I was working the firehouse in the summer. Like, whatever, man. Float testing hydrants, like, you name it. Like, yeah. you know, it's, just, it's a great gig. It's like a 20 year old kid. You're just like, What are you doing in the summer? I'm working at the fire station, (laughs) you know, like, um, so, but all my buddies are all getting like big time internships, you know, like Accenture and Merrill Lynch. And, you know, I'm like, oh man, I should probably like, you know, do something, you know, like, yeah, 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 exactly. So, uh, I was a marketing major and I, um, we knew a lot of people that knew people at Elkhart brass, Mm -hmm. you know, like it's, it's about a half hour from campus. Like I grew up in South Bend, Elkhart's two towns over. You know everybody had good things to say about them obviously we used all our products you know so we were literally at fdic and i was uh i don't know probably 20. (laughs) you know and and some guys i knew took me in the booth and kind of introduced me to like it was like the vp of sales at the time and i was just kind of like hey man i'm like a sophomore at notre dame like (laughs) a marketing major do you guys like have any type of internships you know and it's it's funny like now telling the story to people like it's exact same thing what happened to me like at the firehouse you know they're like we don't, but, like, we could use the help. Like, we'll figure something out, you know? So the VP, like, called me, like, a couple months later. And was like, hey, man, can you start, like, this week? Like, yeah, sure. You know,
0: what do you, I'm a what, do, what do you
1: want me to do, man? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I mean, I literally, like, you know, I did everything, man. From, like, stocking literature shelves to, like, proofing ads to reading expense report. Like, anything and everything. Like, I, like, you know, brought our old nozzles in. And the nozzle guys on the nozzles bench, like, teach me how to repair them. And just, just, you name it. It was a little bit of everything. And then... uh so I did that two summers through college. And then when I was getting time to graduate, um, I was like, like kind of hinting to my boss at the time, like, Hey, do you have like a regional job open? You know, maybe like I could go be a sales guy, you know, whatever. And he's like, no, no, you should, you should go somewhere else, you know? And I just kept kind of like, you know, bugging at him, And so it was my, uh, senior year and it was the uh week of finals like your first semester of college you had a whole semester to go and they had a their like national sales meeting in south Bend. so he's like yeah if you can make any of it that's cool but i don't like worry about your finals like this isn't a big deal but you're welcome to stop by you know so uh the first like the introduction thing right like it was one of those like you know they went around the room and everybody like you know introduced themselves I'm like how long they've been working there and like how long they've been a firefighter you know because a lot of guys like you know, our firefighters and, you know, work for Elkhart. And it was, it was really cool. We did like, I've had people do this in classes before, like they kind of go around the room and your seniority and they're like, you know, we have like over 200 years of experience in the room, you know, that kind of thing. And he goes, well, the first order of business, like let's just get this out of the way. Like our intern of two years, if he wants the job, um, when he graduates in May, he can be our like Southern California sales manager. And And I'm like, I had no idea. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like looking around the room and all these like, these guys are like, yeah, you know, like do it, man. You know? And all I knew is like, you know, I had like a final to go take in a half hour <laughs> knowing like, <laughs> you know, I got a job offer like a company owner to work for, you know, and, and travel on the West coast and just flowing nozzles, you know? And, and I mean, I was over the moon. Right. Um, so, so basically when I graduated, then that was 2003, I moved out West and I did Southern California Uh, Arizona, Nevada, and Utah was my territory. So it's just like one of our other regional guys, right? Like kind of flowing around uh, driving around with, uh, you know, our rigs outfitted with everything and just flowing water and... The candy store. Yeah. Which, you know, is like a 22-year-old. It's like a little intimidating. (laughs) You know, these guys have been on the job longer than you've been alive, but like helping a little bit in in college, like, you know, was a big deal and, and you know, the old just like, just basic stuff. You know, follow up and follow through and, you know, you develop some trust and so I had, um, I had a really good time out there, really. Just, you know, you name it, man, I probably squirted water there, it was great. But after a while, you know, you're like paying like $800 a month to rent a bedroom and you didn't have much to show for it. And, you know, I just kind of like put the feelers out of, uh, you know, like, hey, if you get anything back at the mothership and I'm, you know, like just kind of let me know, <laughs> like don't assume, you know, I wouldn't be interested sort of thing. And uh, like six months later, like, hey, we're thinking of it like growing our, our international sales team. So, if you'd be interested, like, if you want to move back, you'd work out of our office, but um, uh, you would do like uh, Europe and Southeast Asia, which are like two markets we're weak in and we're trying to grow. So I'm like, okay, okay, <laughs> you know, like, you know, I, and I obviously called a lot of friends and family and, you know, like, you know, like gut checked it, you know, mm-hmm. all that other stuff. And, and uh, so I went, I moved back and, um, did that so I did that for like six years so I was flying abroad all the time and and a lot of our stuff particularly like in Asia is mostly like industrial stuff which which was still very interesting stuff to learn about no you know going to refineries and you know like flying to India and just you know just crazy stuff and stories
0: had to really broaden your knowledge yeah yeah,
1: absolutely absolutely Uh, and then you know even just like the European style of firefighting and you know you know how it goes like guys arguing which way is better and it I mean yeah,
0: our way. Yeah, our way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like
1: this. The, the the soapbox I always get on. I'm like, listen, man. Like, like when you when you argue about which way's better, like I yeah, I get it. You know, we're, there's we're never gonna come to consensus. Right. But I, I always say like, the two things that are different there than they are here are like their building construction and their water supply, right? right? Like I'm like they burned down their major cities like centuries before we burned down our major cities. Yeah and they started building out a brick, it out. you know, and, and Amsterdam was founded in like the late 11 hundreds, you know, so what do you think their water mains look like? You know, they're not sitting on 12, 16 inch mains. Like, so that, that's, I think that kind of dictates a lot. It's like what a they Dennis gear thing, right? Yeah, the spec yeah. drives. Yeah. 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 So yeah. water, mains absolutely four inches and made out of wood. His, he, his head would explode pretty sure. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so anyway, like getting, getting around to it. Um,
0: were you doing anything with Clay at that time?
1: Yeah. So when I moved back, um, uh, and I kind of stayed, all as like associate to get my start, You know, yeah. I, I go, I go home for Christmas and then ride out a shift you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And, um, so I was, when I went back to do, um, back out of Elkhart. Yeah. yeah. I, was, I was volunteering for Clay or part-time kind of, we do. And, um, we were starting to have a, uh, uh, my wife and I, uh, we we're going to have our first kid, right? So, um, I, uh. I was traveling like nuts, you know, and we're just kind of like, how are we going to do this? How are we going to make this work? And kind of like sold her the idea of going full time at Clay because Clay was hiring. Oh, wow. Yeah. And it was a huge change, you know, obviously, like, so I just, um, something kind of had to give, right? So, um, I left Elkhart and this was like 2012 and went full time at Clay and, uh, it was great. I mean, I, I thought it was great, you know, life was good and, and, uh. I move up the ranks pretty fast because I'd been there for so long. And, you know, I'm like riding the seat of our busiest rig and going on calls and, and doing the thing. And then, you know, we just kind of like getting that rut that a lot of people get into, you know, sure. like you're trading kids in the morning and I got a side hustle and she's got a part-time job and, you know what I mean? Like we were, um, so we were in like the... Uh,
0: you end the, up being roommates.
1: Yeah, like it's crazy, yeah. And we've all lived it, man. And And, and, and I told my guys, man, I'm like... I, I get it you know and but i, I, I waved the white flag essentially like i'm i'm not ashamed to say it and um, i had uh we were in <laughs> at the parking lot at the united center chicago ready to go into disney on ice <laughs> and this guy that's not my boss um calls me and he goes and i've known this guy since he started like he's around my age he's been there since the beginning and and he goes uh, hey man like we're doing a focus group uh, do you know any firemen that could come and like help us out you know i'm like yeah yeah i'll make some calls for you like no problem i'll be there cool he goes actually too like we have a like we have an opening we're trying to fill that like you'd probably be perfect for and i'm like is it full-time and he's like yeah, yeah it'd be full-time and i'm like i'm good you know like okay. didn't like it didn't even asked what it was you know like so we hang up and and my wife's like what, who, what was that all about and she's like well, what was the job I, was like, I didn't ask you what do you need to ask you know like so then i kept thinking about it right all day like it's eating at you and i'm like well for him to say what he's how he said it like he knows me like so you know i kind of fire off an email that night. well what is the gig you know and and was this product manager job so um i left clay and came back to elkhart right so we had kind of reorganized and we're part of safe fleet now Mm -hmm. and some things had changed and it seemed positive and everything was good and again like you know you gut check friends and family and everything else and so I came back in like March of 16 and um, here I am, we're still rocking and rolling, That's you right. know, it's been, it's been busy and it's good. And I still and involved with clay. Like, so basically like, you know, one night a week I go right out there and do a shift and we just got a big nozzle study done and, and got a bunch of stuff implemented. So even though I'm still like part time, I'm still feel like I'm a part of the place, you know?
0: That's fantastic. Yeah. So March of 16, that was not long before the big brass tacks, hard facts campaign is that your baby
1: yeah that was my baby pretty much there's probably no other way to say that um so i came back right before fdic right so march 16 that was april of 16 Mm -hmm. and um um brian brush came into our booth okay and i knew brian brush from just being a fireman you know like and uh and i still like bust him on this all the time and um i'm like brian brush i was like you're a ladders guy. You're the guy who, like throws all those ladders. Yeah. Like you're not the you nozzle guy, now? you know? And, uh, so he comes in the booth and we're kind of talking and he guys, you know, he's just, and he brought this up in, in the, the uh, the fit to fire podcast. They were talking about it and he's just kind of like, well, like nobody's doing educational videos. Like we think these could be a big thing. And, and you know, my, my gears are like turning, man. I'm like, this is a great, like we, we could do this and just knock it out of the park. And, um, uh, we talked with him and then you know um, Jerry Herbst and I that yeah he's he's kind of like our municipal product specialist he's kind of like travels around and does the big events and demos and stuff. We went deep about it and um, we're like yeah let's let's do this you know and and, and we worked with the, the film crew in the facility and and pitched management on it and and it's like we didn't expect really what this thing turned into right, right. I mean the whole point was just solid engine company training you know, not biased towards product or whatever, just good stuff. I mean, like typically if you run into the Oak art guy, like you'll be like, wow, man, like, you know, like we're subject matter experts, right. As we should be, but we're we're typically, you know, going to educate you more than we're going to pitch you. Right. And that's what these videos were intended to be. Like we're, we're, they're educational. They're, they, they shouldn't be pitchy. Right. And of course we're going to have to do some on specific products, but, The majority was like we just wanted to cast a very wide net with a very wide instructor group and get what we can get you know so over like five days like five days straight filming (laughs) i think with like the bio videos and the trailer and all that there's like 40 episodes but i think we got like 47 videos or something which is nuts yeah
0: it was really cool um the production value is so high yeah and of course the the brand names you brought in brian brush yeah isaacson uh jeff Shoop, and jerry knapp and then of course you and you and right. jerry Herbst doing, right. doing your thing as well i think you know i've said it before i'm skeptical I mean, yeah you know okay this brand's coming out with this big pitch like right well that's okay and then all these guys that i look up to right like, involved with this so i'm like well that's kind of interesting yeah right? yeah um like, either this is really good or I'm going to lose a ton of respect for all for these For all guys. these other guys. Yeah, yeah that's interesting. Yeah. Of course, that's not what happened. Right, right. Um, I was, the pro- again, the production value is so good. And what they had to say, it was just, it was just firemanship. Yeah. It was, it was engine work, which is yep. obviously right in my alley. Yeah. And, um, you know, so really kudos to you guys for, mm-hmm. for doing it that way, featuring your product in the right way, where it's like, this is the piece that goes on the end of the hose. Yep. And, like, here are these really... Um, tenured and experience and respected guys to kind of tell you like how best to use it. Right. And that's it. Leave it and make your decision from there.
1: Yeah. Like, and I mean a big tip off to like, um, our video guy, Brian Kerr is, uh, he's, he's a firefighter and a training guy with Minnetonka in Minnesota fire department. And, um, he did, Jerry did a know your flow class there. Okay. okay? And, uh, the chief there is my old chief at clay <laughs> went to Minnetonka, John Vance. And Jerry went and did a know your flow for, for John. And he, he, Jerry like tells a story and he's like, yeah, I'm teaching. And there's like rolling cameras and drones, you know, (laughs) and Brian just like made a video essentially for fun. Like that's what he does, you know, and it was very high quality. And and then that's kind of how we ended up in Minnesota. Like we, we approached Brian, they have a great facility, but really Brian, I think is the linchpin to the success of this thing is he's directing and filming from the eye of like a training guy. Right. So, I mean, we would go like, we'll say this or do this. And Brian, like, you could just see him kind of like the gears turning to and it's like, well, let's let's film it this way. Or let's do this. Or like the animations in those videos. Okay. That wasn't part of the gig. Okay. That was like he was going to edit them. And he's like, how could I better like tell this story? Like if I had a picture, like how the nozzle comes apart or whatever right. or how water flows through it. So um, that was a home run with him, man. Like he's just a solid guy and, and really had the perspective of the firefighter like typically any any time we do any other video work you almost spend like half a day like educating the crew about like what you're trying to tell and the message and what it should look like and talk like and feel like I've been through that yeah Yeah.
0: you're you're explaining how to pronounce Storts. right right (laughs)
1: Whereas Brian just like boom I got it and actually let's do a little better in this way because I think it tells a better story so I think that's also really huge part of why they ended up how they ended up so
0: Working yeah. out for you guys? Like like how's it been received?
1: Um, great, really. I mean, um, just you know, the, the I, I I mean we ran the numbers in like October we did a uh, the Badger thing and we talked about it a little bit. Okay. But I mean at the time it was like two point two million views, it was like two hundred and thirty thousand minutes. Well I mean it was just like just stupid really like it was like this is awesome like we we didn't really know what to expect like when we filmed it and what we had going on and then as soon as we posted that first video and like kurt and brian and jerry and i were all texting each other like oh my god like this is a thing like this is you know but it's it's cool and the whole tone of it is again we want educational it's not like uh, the Model 1 Fire Slayer seven eights is, you know, no, it's it's the 7-8s versus 15-16s. It's, like it's, it's a whole size. Mm-hmm. Like, here's the pros and cons of each one right. and what works for your staffing and SOPs and water supply and everything else. Like, y- you make your decision. We're not telling you which, which one to go with. We just want to educate you on the differences, you know, so...
0: That's so smart. Yeah. I mean it's so basic, but right. but that's the reality. I ride on a three man engine or I did. Now I right. ride desk. But yeah. you know, right, <laughs> ride right. on a three man engine um, with, you know, not not great resource proximity, so you know, response times are a little delayed. If you run four and everyone around you is close and they run four, like you're gonna have differences in your spec.
1: Yeah. The- totally. Yeah. I mean we just did um, like so our X D line. We've had this out for ten months now. So the class we're doing here at Portland where, you know, Cody asks like, hey, can you kind of do like a train the trainer for somebody who wants to do like a nozzle study? I feel like there's kind of like this, you know, perception that it's there's nuance and how to do a flow meter and read pressure and it's really not that bad, you know? So that's kind of like our class we're doing here. Like we called it like brass tacks and harder facts, but like we're just going deeper than we did in the video series, right? And we're like, okay, well, what can we bring to the table um, as the manufacturer that like a normal engine instructor might not right so the big thing we have is like data like we know what the trends are right. based on what we're making every day and what's leaving the factory you know and the 78s thing is we were talking earlier uh, uh it's 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 crazy so back in 16 we did like a little marketing thing like the vote gpm right if you remember right. that right I do. around the election and like you know vote for your favorite tip size and we'll send you a sticker mm-hmm. right yeah. and that, like that was yeah. literally me putting stickers in envelopes <laughs> so if you got a sticker like <laughs> i put you know like i put it in there and then our our receptionist like put the label on you know yeah. and uh every day i get the print out of like where they gotta you know go to but that um the fifteen sixteens won the popular vote right <laughs> And now, if I look at the first 10 months of XD sales, um, seven, eights is killing it like almost two to three to one versus 15, 16s. Right. And I think you got a lot of places that aren't going to throw out their old tips and get new ones. But I think you, you know, we also are seeing more of a trend to smoothbore and fixed flow and maybe somebody getting into that is going to do that. Um, and whether it's, you know, it's, you brought up the three man, four man engine thing, it's mobility, yep. you know, a lot of guys are on three man engines. So you got your driver doing his thing, the officer doing his thing, and that nozzle firefighters, pretty good chance he's gonna have to flow by himself. Like he's probably gonna be hitting and moving and the captain's gonna be humping hose right. to get a push ideally, but reality. you know how it goes. The reality is they're probably hitting and moving. So if you can get something more mobile and, um, and that's what we're seeing, like in in the trends, and even like um, fog flows, right? So like the first ten months, like what's what's the most popular um, stems? Like you know, what's the flow ratings? Yep. So like one fifty at seventy five is still the most common one that we sell, and and we've gone, Jerry and I've talked about this like ad nauseum, like deep, like I think that's no more than uh, overcoming crappy hose, right? Like so if you just buy low bid whatever hose. Higher tip pressure is going to fix any kinks, yeah. right? But then second in line now is like a 160 at 50. Like that didn't exist essentially a year ago. <laughs> like that, now it's the number two one we sell the most of, right? And then it goes 150 at 50, like 175 at 50. Like we don't hit a 100 PSI nozzle now until it's like way down the line. And it's like probably of the XD stuff, less than 5% of what we're, we're, we're sending out the door is 100 PSI nozzles. Right. So... Whether it's people upgrading or, or going from automatics to fixed or, or, you know, the the trends are showing now like, you know, these are like the early adopters, right? Like these are the people waiting in line for the iPhone, not like your grandma that's essentially has to buy a cell phone now. <laughs> the jitterbug, you know, whatever, because she has to call her grandkids or whatever. And that's the only way I can do it.
0: Like 15 years after yeah. everyone else did. Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep.
1: Yeah. So initially, like that early adopter trend is like that like the other one that's just kind of like fascinating you know because i get nozzle geeky on this is like the um pistol grip preference right so like it's almost two-thirds to a third and only a third of the xd's that are moving have pistol grips so again that goes maybe back to the mobility thing back to the smoothbore thing like all this package right works together in a way that um that's what's that's what's ending up, like, you know, people are, are flipping and it's, it's working, you know?
0: So that's just part of your class is just giving this information mm-hmm. to, the, to the students and it's a data point. Yeah, it, then- you know, if
1: you're doing a study and, and you're going like, yeah, I think we should go with this, but the manufacturer actually says like, this is the trend, you know, we're not saying like, again, we're not saying this is the one you gotta get, but here's the commonality of really, of really what's going on. Yeah, so that's something we can bring to the table so we're doing, like, a two-hour, like, classroom thing where we'll go over all that. And then we'll do a two-hour hands-on, like, setting up a flow meter. And uh, we're comparing, like, you know, like, true ID versus, like, old-school off-the-rack hose that's been on your rig for 30 years. And, you know, a lot of times you find out you have a nozzle problem. Then as soon as you fix that, you realize, well, it's a hose problem, right? And and that's a system that... You mean it's a system? Yeah. What a concept, right? Like, how many times have people been saying that now, right? So, yeah. Um, that's all of that stuff is kind of what we're we're covering that's yeah, cool yeah
0: which made me think of the what to me is like one of the two seminal articles for engine guys which is jay Camella's planning a hose yeah. nozzle system like,
1: system yeah yeah that. it was that was landmark man and you know here we are now i mean um this like you know everybody jokes about it now like engine's cool again you know right. like hey you know it's like well that's it's always been cool right but like you know, like the book of Andy, you know, everybody, you know, Gary compiled that stuff and it's, it's, it's awesome And it's like, if you go back and read those articles and you take like the date out of it, right. It's like totally still relevant today. The Jake Comello thing, he republished it today and you know, it's, it's still going to be relevant. You know, it's just, I don't know, sometimes our service is slow to change. Obviously we all know that, but yeah,
0: absolutely. I'm glad we brought him up and and brought up andy and, and yeah. I just, it's really important to me to and i've said this before to like say those guys names and yep. give them the credit because you know Jake Mello hasn't gotten anything special yep. for writing that in 1999 no. in fact what he probably got is kicked in the ass yeah
1: but, and, yeah he did absolutely yeah yeah. yeah yeah
0: but like he's here 20 years later and right he was proven right it's just it's up to us to make sure that we honor him for that yep
1: um when i first started out west 2003 um, our old school nozzle guys were like, uh, kid, you're the new West coast guy. Like you got to go to angels camp, (laughs) California on this day, they're doing the Andy Frederick's, you know, Memorial golf tournament, you know? And I'm like, who's Andy Frederick's, you know, like what's, you know, no idea what I was doing (laughs) and, uh, looking back on it and, and I, and I showed up and, um, I'm like, Hey, I'm the Elkhart guy, (laughs) you know, like. We're happy to be a part of, you know, like just, you can just picture me, man. Like, and it I was really yeah, like, like, Hey, what's up guys. Like somebody told me I was supposed to be here, you know, like, but it was, um, uh, we talked about this last night. Like, uh, it was Ted Corporandi. Yeah. It was Jay Camella. It was Daryl Liggins. It was Jeff Shoup, Mark Wesseldine. These guys were like, Hey kid, like, come here. You're part of us. We'll tell you all about it. Like, just keep coming back and, and tom murray was another guy from san francisco that these guys were awesome man and they didn't care like who i was or how old i was or what i was doing just doing like man. you were here right right so that was kind of like my baptism of of andy really and then going to that every year while i was still at west and and learning from those guys and you know, like there's a lot to be said right for just showing up and keeping them mouth shut and listening and you know i mean <laughs> It was really obvious, but that was that's what I was that's what I was doing, man. And these guys, they treated me like gold. It was awesome. They're they're solid humans. That's
0: fantastic. Yeah. Uh, circling back just a little to brass tacks and hard facts, mm-hmm. you mentioned there might be more to come.
1: Uh, yes, there is more to come. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we uh, how we, much
0: how much secrecy? Can well, you, uh, can you let us in. I off? will
1: say this: the season two is coming, and we're gonna film it this summer, Okay, So you'll probably start seeing them hit like in the fall. Um, as far as the lineup goes, we're gonna keep that under hats a little, <laughs> like a little, bit longer. As much as I would just like love to blow this podcast up, yeah. Um, so we'll probably make our big announcement around FDIC, right? And, and we'll let everybody know. We just locked everybody down, so you shouldn't have to wait too much longer. Depending on when this podcast airs, um, you'll be there. But you, you, you guys will be impressed. You know, you throw the names out. Who you think should do it and we are very fortunate that these these guys got on board and they're they're they believe in it and i think it's going to be awesome Very cool yeah
0: skeptics are what they are and, and a lot of people are skeptical of vendors but i think even if you so if you took your name off of brass tacks and hard facts these are amazing educational videos so i'm super excited for season two i mean these are great videos like show the proby or or the the truck captain is you know swinging into the engine i mean it's it's fantastic start just
1: start a discussion like hey let's watch this i mean i've heard some awesome stories of guys like Hey, we play this during morning roll call. Like yeah. we pop, like we, we take like the, the roster screen down mm-hmm. and we put up, we, we show a brass tacks video to start our day and just to get discussion going.
0: Cause it's 180 seconds. That's and you it. know what firemen do with that. we talk yeah. about it for three hours.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Brian, I'll give Brian brush credit for this. Like it's the attention span. Of, like you have to make them the attention span of a song, like two to five minutes, like that's it, right? Yeah. Like like we're not doing stairway to heaven. Like once in a while Kurt does like a ten minute one, which is valid and stairway has its place. But for yeah. the most part, it's just a, a two to five minute boom. Get some discussion going, give you a visual like like the one brush does with clogs. Yeah. Like I show that in our academy. It's just a great visual to go out and replicate that would take setup and, and you just like can show a guy like boom, here's why you here's how to flush a nozzle, here's how to break apart a nozzle, clear debris, like um, all that stuff. Yep. Yeah. Cool. So anyway, that's, it's coming.
0: <laughs> Good, man. Yeah. Uh, well, let's move into some of the standard refined by fire questions. So my favorite is asking about reading because I'm a nerd and I love to read. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so if you could have every firefighter in America, read one book or article or blog post, what would it be?
1: Um, so I'm also a big fan of this podcast. <laughs> so I've listened to all the episodes, right? So I was like, well, I thought about this one because most of them like like all the good answers have been taken. I'm sorry to tell you that, but like you know, <laughs> the book of Andy and extreme ownership, all that stuff. Um, I, I, I would like catch her in the rye like like just read some classics, you know like sure. it's true, like mix it up a movable feast by Ernest Hemingway. like like that's just a, a snippet of short stories of him just being a badass and people like. Like, talk and quote Hemingway, but, like, they've never read Hemingway. Like, just read A Movable Feast, you know?
0: It makes me want to fight when people quote things they haven't read. Yeah, yeah. It's like, my least favorite like thing Like, it's world.
1: about, like, stories about boxing and, and drinking wine in Paris. And it just it's a great, just a great little book. So when I was flying abroad all the time, I was never a big reader, like, in, in high school. God, like, I hated reading. But I was taking these, like, long 8-, 12-, 14-hour flights. So that's what I started doing, like, just getting old. Catcher in the Rye, and just reading these old books on long flights to see, you know, I missed this in high school, or I read the Cliff Notes to get the report done, but really didn't get into it, and as you get older and you start to appreciate it a little bit better, so, um, you know, just obviously read anything, but, like, every now and then throw in a little, like, a classic, and mix it up, and...
0: It makes me so happy here. yeah you said that, man. Like, right. like, you're probably my favorite guest now. <laughs> you brought up Ernest Hemingway. yeah, yeah. Uh, I was, I was talking with my kids last night. I was talking with my seven... Well, not last night. It was the night before I left for here. Um, and we're listening to music. Well, I've got, like, a little special time. I go down to the basement, hang out with my two boys. First, I tuck in my daughter, and then I go and I hang hang huh. out with my two boys. They're always listening to music. And a Bob Dylan song came on. They're like, oh, Dad, we really like this song. Just talking about, you know, beauty is important. Yeah. You know, I, I know, I'm totally getting off on that field. But, like, I really appreciate that you brought that up. Like... That'll make you a more well-rounded individual. It'll make you reflect on your life, and if you're wise, like it'll help you make changes. That's fantastic. Yeah.
1: So just uh, every now and then, I mean, and you know, how it goes like you, re- you know, you, re- you read like fire article after fire thing or leadership. Like it's what we like. It's easy. Like you know, and it's the Simon Sinek. You know, start with the why. Like that's great literature stuff. Yeah. But every now and then, you just like throw in an old school, like just classic literature thing, and I love that. <laughs> okay.
0: Okay, cool. Uh, so what is the fire service wasting its time on? Um, I thought
1: long and hard about this one, actually. And I had to do like a nozzle thing, right? Good. Yeah. So um, I, I think, and we, we still make it. I can't say get rid of it. But I'm saying the, uh, <laughs> I have to press the set, right? Like, um, got fired. The, because the, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the triple stack for a two and a half. That needs to go away. Or or it's so what I'm getting at for you're not familiar with, like they're called the ISO stack for a long time. Like, you know, every rig shall have two play pipes with triple stack, yes. right? So the last tip is a one-inch tip. Yes. So for the engine non-engine nerds listen to this, like a truck guy, maybe like the one-inch tip will flow 210 at 50. So now you just pull the two and a half, you're humping a two and a half to flow two ten right? But the next tip down is an inch and an eighth, so just 265. And the one below that's an inch and a quarter. So do like 325. So anyway, like the triple stack, like I hate that thing. So if you have these on your rigs, like take the last tip off and then like put it in your captain's office. It makes like a great like pen holder. You know what? It, like there's nothing that makes me ever like seeing like a triple stack where like, the second tip's like shined up, you know, and you can't screw it on there anymore, which, which like evolved. We, we make, we call it the indie stack, Yes, which is, that's exactly what the indie stack is. It's the triple stack without the one inch on there. So a lot of guys like actually Elkhart fire department just, just got a bunch of new stuff from us and they're, they, they like the indie stack and they treat it like, all right, if we're doing high rise or we're doing. Offensive, we leave the little one on. If, we've got to, if we're got sitting on it and the block's on fire and I need heavy water, spin it off, like offensive, defensive, whatever. Stack tips, you know, if, if you're disciplined in using them, you know, go for it. But the more and more I get into this, I'm like, there's no other decision the nozzle firefighter should have to make than open and close, right. like that's it, right? So anyway, that's my soapbox on the triple stack. I like that, get yeah. rid of that one inch. Yeah.
0: In the captain's office at my department. At station one, we have a—you can't see my hands—so they're about fourteen inches apart. Uh, we have a three hundred at one hundred combination tip nice. that was on our two and a half until two and a half years ago. And right on, on top of that is the little one. One inch tip. We got screwed off of the the three
1: hundred at a hundred. Uh, this is Jerry's line. He uses it when he teaches. He's like, he's like, you know, you got four guys doing the Jima lean like on yeah. the hose line, you know, and it's it. it and a lot of people like that's their exposure to the two and a half. Like a, they the don't know, sucks, like, sucks, right? You, yeah, I hate it. It's too heavy. I don't like to pull it, you know, where like you do it right with good technique, man. If you, if you want to do a hip grip or a lock off or whatever, man, like you can get 300 gallons by yourself. Not too bad, absolutely. you know, back to your three man company thing. So
0: anyway, that's great. That's yep. really cool. Okay. Last question. Um, still trying to come up with a rad term for this, but essentially build me your dream team. And it can be truck or engine. I'm oh, truck. Oh, I don't you're know. An engine yeah, you yeah, to yeah. Choose an engine. So, I would like for you to staff an engine with two firefighters, a driver, and a captain. So,
1: here's what I'm going to do to you. I'm not going to do, I think it was like Dina made you do your team at the same yes. time. So, um, <laughs> we were at uh, Aaron Fields at a lecture in Kalamazoo a few weeks ago, and some of the guys from our department went up there for it. And we are out after the thing. Kizu Fools had like an awesome bash, a really great Fools chapter. That's some really good stuff going on. And then afterwards, you know, uh, we are off doing our thing. And, and the guys that hadn't heard your podcast, like I brought this up to them, you know, I'm like your, your dream team engine, you know, and they're like, well, you know, whoa. I never thought of that, right? And it's a great idea. But I think what what has happened now in episode whatever, 8, and 10, you're on like all the good people, I don't say good people, but like. Like the big names are, you know, they've the been chosen, choices, right? Like, yeah. like you pick Dennis has been picked twice, you know. Yeah. We were joking about this, like, like Dennis, like he might overthink it, man. Like you go to pull the lever and like Dennis, man, give me like a hundred, and he's like, well, what's what ID hose is it? And like, are the, are all four sections, you know, one one eight eight or one? Yeah, yeah. I see a little leak yeah. between yeah. the, can, the second and third couple. I'm poking fun of Dennis, but I love Dennis. So anyway, uh, um, so what I did to our guys, and they're like, whoa, whoa so I go, and that's what I'm going to do to you or all your listeners, I guess. As I said, now build me your dream team clay fire engine company, right? right. So take your own department and go like, you know, living, dead, retired, active, like the history of our department, everybody you know, like that exact same question. And that led to like a very long discussion of like, how about this guy, is he in play? Like, and then it also kind of drove everybody like a little bit like, hey man, if somebody asks this question, you're like, I want my name to be on that yes. list, right? So it personalized it, right? A little bit, a little more than, than what we're doing. So then all of a sudden you're like-
0: What can you do? What can
1: I do to make sure like I'm that name on my department? Like I want like, man, I want, I want stretch on the nozzle position or pump, whatever it is. Like, um, so I, I'm not really gonna answer your question, but I'm gonna spin it back to that and say, hey, like who, who's your, your own department's dream team? And are you one of the four names, right? So hey,
0: it's your episode, man. Yeah, right? yeah. And, and I really like that. That's yeah. that's a cool answer. Yeah, yeah. So that's a good challenge. Um, name your name. Name your, your own
1: department. Yeah. You know, or guys from your county, or you know, what what like this guy is the next department over, and he's a badass, or you know, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, yeah. That's excellent. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, I, I really believe in mentorship, and, and of course. The Reason for that is that they model for us you know, mm-hmm. what we can do and what yep. we should do. And yep, yep. So, yeah, find those mentors and, and find that's out it, how absolutely, you feel like absolutely them. excellent. Okay, so just a couple of things before we jam out of here and go get some drinks with a bunch of really cool people. <laughs> um, the chief Executive, you said it's about 10 months, yeah. So, so we've been, been out for like
1: out? about 10 months and. Now we've got like the stacks, stack tips out, and this is essentially be our new platform, like moving forward, right? So the old, the old one, if it has an XD equivalent, like we're gonna stop making them <laughs> probably at the end of the year. So you know, if you, to, to to get everybody over to the new platform, right? Like it's the old model essentially. You know, there's there's different improvements to it and everything else, but you know, kind of like part of what we did for the product, which I guess we didn't realize what we were doing, we were just kind of grinding (laughs) what we do all the time with trade shows and and conferences like this where you guys are just killing it here, is like a lot of times, you know, like FDICs are big, or everybody's like big show, right? So we supply an immense amount, yeah, yeah. We supply an immense amount of equipment to that show, but a lot of times that equipment would just like sit around the rest of the year. And periodically you'd send it out to other things, but then you're like, man, like, you know, first what Fools hit me up, like, hey, man, we're doing a thing, you know, can we get some nozzles for a class, you know, or um, Harrisburg, you know, or all these other awesome kind of, like, micro-conferences or whatever you want to call them. Um, and then before you know it, last year we sent stuff to, like, 30 different events. And it's not like, I mean, we, we feel very strongly that, like, the product kind of speaks for itself, right? Like, I don't have to be there and go, well, you know, like, before you use it, like, we pitch. just, yeah, like, we did, like, like an air pack eval a couple years ago, you know, and like before we could do the demo packs, it was like, well, we have to give you a half hour class and you know, what the difference is in the sky or the bypass, I I get it, I get it. A lot of times like the product just kind of like speaks for itself, right? Like here here it is, man, open and close and like, let us know what you think. So when we did like the XD development, (coughs) excuse me, was we put like 30 nozzles for beta test out to like, just the busiest places we could find like, you know, uh, Seattle, Houston, Oakland, Detroit, Cleveland, um, Kentland, Puget County, like, you know, just Camden, you know, Gabe from Camden's like, whoa, we going to do this thing. You know, like, do I got to like, water be, it, and threes. I'm like, like, do I have to like be nice? Like, I, you know, I'm like, just try to break it, you know, like literally like, so that that ended up with an immense amount of product feedback, right? Like, that's what we want. But then by doing these hot drill stuff, sending equipment around. You know, it's great because we're equipping solid training, which is falls in line with brass tacks and hard facts and all that other stuff, and is engine company training at the, at the basis. But we also get excellent feedback, right? Like, hey man, like, you know, they might, which is why we come to a lot of these things. Like, they're going, well, like, have you ever thought of doing this? Or why does the ball do this? You know, mm-hmm. I mean, um, so we learn a lot from these things. In with the XD was kind of like, well, just get in people's hands, you know, and, and see what it's all about and let it speak for itself. And there's no better like endorsement than just a vicarious endorsement, right? Yeah. Like like the firehouse kitchen table, like, you know, your mechanics there and your doctor's there and you go in the morning like, hey, man, where, where should I take my car? I need a new muffler, right? Like you start the firehouse kitchen table, yeah. right? So the same thing, like I think social media is breaking all that down big time. Right. Like the way we are interacting with each other. Like, I mean, I see it from like my little story about Elkhart, Like, from, I went to Muni to export to clay fire, to back to Muni. That was maybe like a, a 10 year gap. So all of a sudden, like, I'm in the booth at FDIC and guys are coming to the booth. Like, uh, uh I have this ID hose or a hose whip and nozzle pressures. And like, I'm like, w- uh, how do you know all this stuff? Right. You know, like who, who are you? You know, like, and, and guys are interacting now the way you know the Facebook groups and like you name it these these sort of conferences. We do the the uh, uh, the thing with the nozzles and we send them out everywhere, and then uh, we're getting great feedback. And then just it's like this word of mouth thing the XD like XD XD. And um, all of a sudden like I'm, I'm I don't know I like it pops up on my feed or something and it was an NPR article. I'll give it to you for the show notes sure. um, on the Instapot, Okay. So the InstaPot, and if any of you listeners are already chuckling, your wife might have an InstaPot, yes. or like you had to buy one for her for Christmas, <laughs> or whatever, right? Like their marketing strategy was like essentially what we're doing, and we didn't know we were doing it. So like the thing with the InstaPot was like, like a bunch of engineers designed that. So like twenty dudes that were really good at designing stuff made an, it's an electric pressure cooker, okay. So like when I think about a pressure cooker, I think of like the thing on my grandma's stove that psh, 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 and, like, it was like a time bomb ready to explode. Yeah. You're afraid to walk by it when you're a little kid. And they're like, we found a better mousetrap, but um, we don't know how to like get it out there. But we know it's awesome. And it cooks food really well and it's less intimidating and blah, blah, blah. So um, what they did is they sent out like 200 of them to like celebrity chefs, food bloggers, you know, this other stuff. And then, and then guess what, man? like what do people love posting about? (laughs) Like food, like their meals, right? (laughs) So all of a sudden, like these bloggers, these chefs, are like, hey, um, I have, uh, you know, I just made this amazing pork roast, like in the Instapot, you know? And then before you know it, like it gets this viral following. And then they to do like Amazon Prime Day. So like you can buy it, so $99, it was like $69, and they sell like thousands of them. And then all of a sudden, like the Instapot's this viral sensation, so like, we're at our and and we're at our fire department awards banquet uh, last year. So it's like you know like re- wedding reception style, big round tables. Mm-hmm. You know we're all there, and um, and of course when I read this like this article, like I'm telling my wife, and, and God bless her, she you know she puts up with like my nozzle geek dumb. You know like texting guys across the country. She's like, Are you texting about nozzles again? Like yeah, yeah. sorry, Yeah. yeah. Like nozzles anonymous, you know. <laughs> like I'm also a member, but I'm also the president. You know, like and uh, so I read this thing, and I'm like, I had to tell somebody, right? So I'm like telling her about the Instapot and how it's kind of like what what we did. Like we just gave nozzles to nozzle geeks, right? They give pressure cookers to foodies, right? And it and it took off. Right. So we're at our fire department's awards banquet, and with big round tables and like couples, couples. So, uh, Trey Grabowski is one of our firemen. his wife Dawn, she's awesome. She's just like this, you know, calls it like it is, you know, and, and, she, and there's like a lull in conversation, okay? And she's like, um, I gotta tell all you guys about my Instapot. <laughs> and I like grab my wife, I'm like, I was just talking about the Insta, you know? Like, and, and now like, one of the other firewives is like constant feed of like recipes in her Instapot. And it just like, it took off, right? Like, virally. And essentially like that's kind of what happened with the XD. Like, like here it is, man, use it. Like we're, it's not a print ad thing. You like, I think, you know, some of the, the trades are not like we communicate in different ways now, right? People are listening to podcasts They're on Facebook, they're on a group, they're on Instagram, like whatever it is. Like there's, there's way better ways maybe to connect with the influencers. Right? So like your fire chief might not be on Facebook and see this, but like, he's probably influenced heavily by the guys in the street. Like, so um, if we can hit the end users and educate them on that, of why it's a thing, and hey man, just like try the Instapot. Man. Like, just, just try it, like tell me, you know? And before you know it, it's like, boom, like it's a thing. So um, it's, a, it's just a funny article and a strategy that like took all these marketing, you know, experts, you know, off guard. Like, why is this thing turning into something in a way like this the same thing with the the nozzle line is like hey man like this is who we've always been Mm -hmm. you know like Elkhart Brass was founded in 1902 okay so like if anybody's ever in the the midwest like hit me up happy to give you a tour or whatever but like you tour a building man it's been there for over 100 years so I'm like when you go (laughs) like you go to your hippest bar in town right like in Portland this is perfect example like in and and what's it having it now it's got like edison light bulbs like reclaimed wood right. like that's a, like we're not faking that like we're authentic like we've always done that we're not the slanted font of the 90s you know we're like we've always been who we are and now we are you know there's like a better appreciation maybe for you know the, the attention to detail and the craftsmanship and you know everything you're buying whether it's you know a couch or a nozzle or a car or whatever right i think society's kind of like come full circle on that again and, and we're just like hey man this is this is us we've always been like this yeah. you know
0: that's pretty great you give me an idea and that's when i've got my weapon right i've got hose and nozzle system in my hand yeah like i want to feel like it was made for me right you know, and, and the same thing with, like, fine-crafted furniture or, like, an amazing meal, right? Yeah. Like, like, when you get the fast food and it's just thrown on there, and, and I can I, I know about this as a food truck owner. Right? Like yeah, yeah. You, like, you throw something out the, out the window and it's the same as Yeah, 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 yeah and, yeah. and you're not really concerned about that individual's, <laughs> you know
1: experience yeah, like, like what it comes back like or he like doesn't this is how it is i'm on the like, next town tomorrow but
0: when you have a great meal yeah like, you, you very much feel like that was prepared for you yeah and, and and i guess that's how i feel about elkart yeah you know is that, is that you guys are making it for me right you care about what i think and uh you know this is this is mine yeah it was made for me and my brothers yep.
1: yeah that's cool we appreciate that yep. absolutely
0: excellent well dude where can people find El Car brass uh, on social media web how can they find a dealer itself?
1: um so basically if you go uh you know elcarbrass.com is our website um and you know there's a final find a dealer section there so if you don't know who your rep is you can find your rep through there um you can find your local dealer if you want to flow test them try them out um we have a pretty extensive like demo program you know like no obligation try them up put them on your rig beat them up you know um uh, no, no obligation to buy sort of thing. That's just like a, a test and evaluation program that most companies have for their products. Um, uh, we're pretty active on Facebook. They're easy to find there. YouTube Vimeo. Uh, and then we do a lot of Instagram, um, and some Twitter and LinkedIn, but the majority of the time, um, try to find us on Facebook and Instagram and, and they kind of have different tones. I think sure. to, to play to the audience of Facebook and Instagram, right? And sometimes they'll, they'll cross over and sometimes they won't. So, um, give us a follow check it out we post some pretty cool you know factory shots and like you know one of my one of my buddies was like i like this it's like how it's made you know you see like hot metal being poured into molds and you're like that's how my nozzle store started yeah. you know or, or just cool shots from the country people send in or you know whatever it is but um you know the main channels really it's how cool. you can find us so yeah Excellent. yeah
0: well cool chris thanks a lot it yeah it's great to talk to you absolutely man thanks and for having me really appreciate great. it thanks for supporting the
1: podcast absolutely 100 see you buddy all right man
0: for listening to this month's episode of Refined by Fire. Hit us up on our Facebook page and let me know what you like, let me know what you think we can do better, and let me know who you'd like to hear from in the future. Also, please be sure to check out Elkhart Brass. They're supporting us, so please support them. Elkhart Brass is a division of Safe Fleet. Safe Fleet owns a bunch of different brands like Elkhart Brass, like FRC, Foam Pro, and ROM. A bunch of companies that can help you out if you're specking an apparatus. They might have some stuff that you're interested in. LED lighting, flow meters, roll-up doors, et cetera. So if you're in the market specking a new apparatus, uh, make sure you check out what Safely can do.